0: Welcome into the Keepers Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Paige Demacos here in Phoenix, Arizona, at FanRack Sports Studios with my co-host Chris Schubert. Chris, we were uh, we woke up this morning, and the news from the East Coast. The first thing that I read about is something that surprised me, quite frankly, and that is because the five and four Buffalo Bills, who are currently second place in the AFC East, in the middle of the playoff hunt, are going to sit down their starting quarterback Tyrod Taylor in favor of rookie Nathan Peterman.
1: Not only are they in the playoff hunt, they're in a playoff spot.
0: Why? Why? Why?
1: Look, I know I've been the the tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. This isn't a
0: conspiracy anymore. On the
1: Buffalo Bills for the last couple of weeks, or mainly since the season began. But you only make this type of decision if you are trying to get out of paying Tyrod Taylor. That is the only thing I can think of and I at the start of the season said they are setting Tyrod Taylor up for failure because they do not want to pay him a ton of money they do not want to engineer this offense to be able to be successful for him so that he can go I deserve a big contract and their hands are tied and they don't have anything they they can't do anything now they sit him down they're going to start Nate Peterman and now at the end of the season they can say hey if if we made the playoffs it's because Nate Peterman got us there and if we didn't make the playoffs it was well we, we sat down Tyrod because we needed to make a change we didn't make the playoffs we need to go in a different direction and guess what nobody is going to question them and this has been their mo from the get-go i've been convinced of it and now we're seeing it in action
0: yeah i thought you could be convinced of it when the buffalo bills experiment was going to be a disaster but when you're a five and four over 500 football team that's currently sitting in a playoff spot in the afc this doesn't make any sense especially it's not like you're going to a backup that is a longtime NFL guy like a Brian Hoyer or somebody that you're like okay a game manager a guy that might come in and be okay you're going to a rookie and somebody you don't know anything about and maybe that's because they're just trying to see what they have in Peterman I don't know but that's usually a decision you make when you're a I don't know Cleveland Browns team and you're oh and for the century and you're trying to figure out whether or not you have a quarterback but when you're in a playoff position to go from your starting quarterback I mean in the locker room what that does to the locker room I just I can't see any feasible reason why to do this right now
1: the Buffalo Bills last made the postseason in 1999 that is their last appearance in the postseason they played in the AFC Wild Card playoffs it has been 17 years since they were in the postseason they are in a postseason spot because of Tyrod Taylor and they decided to sit him down Just connect the dots, people. It's not hard. They don't want Tyrod Taylor to be their future quarterback. It's as simple as that. No other team on earth... Paige, I'm about to say something that's probably a hot take. Not even the Cleveland Browns would do this. If the Cleveland Browns were in a playoff spot right oh, now sure. no and they way. have a draft that's 14 seasons, they're not sitting down the guy that's bringing them to the dance. No. They're not doing it. But the Bills want to move on from Tyrod Taylor. They want to make this as cheap as possible for them to get out of their contractual obligations to Tyrod Taylor. So they're sitting him down for Nate Peterman, a unproven guy who got drafted in what, the third round, the fifth round out of Pitt?
0: Yeah, this is stupid. This is a dumb decision for a team that's in
1: a playoff spot. And I look at some of the teams behind them. Like you have the Raiders, who are four and five, right behind them. I think you and I both believe the Raiders can go on a run at any point here and steal that spot away from the Bills.
0: Yeah, this I I just don't. The Jets are four
1: and six. The Jets could be in the mix for this last spot.
0: Yeah, this is this is just absolutely ludicrous decision. But on a fantasy football perspective, this obviously impacts you because I get a text message this morning from one of my friends who is starting Tyrod Taylor, getting ready to go into the first week of the playoffs... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I and now, do that and now I all of a sudden he doesn't
0: have a starting quarterback i mean i know obviously teams do not make decisions based off of fantasy football but when you've had a guy like tyrod who's been good enough to be in your starting lineup most of the weeks thus far this season that's a frustrating call when you get something like this that happens when it just actually doesn't make any sense it doesn't yeah
1: and this is going to diminish the value of probably every pass catcher in that offense at and la'shawn mccoy at, at, as well at, at least right away until they get comfortable with each other I don't know. I don't know what Nate Peterman is. I don't think Nate Peterman is going to be abysmal. I think Nate Peterman is going to be serviceable. What does that mean in terms of fantasy? I don't know, just because I don't know if this offense is, is equipped for it. And and we have a good friend of ours, Joe Marino, who if you are a, a longtime listener of the Keepers, you know that he and I go back and forth because he's a Bills fan and, and I'm a Jets fan. And he, he said it on Twitter this morning that th- this offense is probably better suited for Peterman because of the talent they have, that they yeah. never set up Tyrod for success. But still, can you expect Nate Peterman to all of a sudden click right away? I know they brought him into the game late last week. And here's the other part of this. Tyrod, in the middle of his press conference this morning, said, I don't agree with this decision. And...
0: I'm telling you it's going to be bad for the locker room. If that splits the locker room, that's exactly
1: where I was going with this. If the locker room's not behind this decision, and look, uh, we talk to a lot of people, and they tell us that coaches don't make these types of decisions unless they have a pretty good gauge of their locker room. And if they don't have a pretty good gauge of their locker, locker room, this is the type of move that gets them fired. For sure. But for McDermott, he's in year one. So for him, does he really have that gauge on the locker room just yet? I have no idea. This is a circus... I think you're still playing LaShawn McCoy, but you have to temper expectations going forward until at least they find what their offense looks like. And for the rest of these pass catchers... I'm sitting
0: everybody I, I that's I'm not I I'm staying LaShawn away from them right now. No, yeah. I'm not. I, I can't... From a fantasy perspective, you have absolutely no film, no idea... No chance in pit, in, pit, in taking Nathan Peterman, putting him out there, and figuring out what wide receivers he's going to throw the ball to or if he's going to even be able to throw the ball down the field. I'm assuming they're going to make this offense really easy. They're going to try and run the football, establish the run a lot, and Peterman's going to do a lot of what rookies do, checkdowns, small plays, junk plays. I mean, I just don't anticipate that this is going to be some sexy Bring in Peterman, and all of a sudden he lights this up on offense. I just—they don't have the talent there to do that. They just don't.
1: No, they—they they do not. And I think it's going to be a, a bit of a growing curve here for a team that only has a one-game hold on a playoff spot. There are three teams right now. I think. Let me let me just pull up the the numbers right here. There are three teams sitting one game behind of the Bills, and then there's one team right behind that sitting two games behind them, and it's the New York Jets who have beaten them this season. So. Uh, the, the playoff race in the AFC is wide open and I think the Bills have opened the doors for the next four teams behind them to potentially sneak in here. Yeah,
0: and I'm sorry for, <laughs> I truly am, I'm sorry for fantasy football owners because you're going into the playoffs. And a lot of people are starting playoffs either this week or next week and decisions like this can impact your whole fantasy season and that sucks because you obviously, LaShawn is a guy you've been counting on, you've had some of their position players you've been playing, I mean this this will impact their defense, This is this affects everything. So if you're a Buffalo Bills owner, any anybody there, the only person I'm confident starting is Lashawn McCoy. Wait and see on everybody else. I know you might have to start somebody else and absolutely positively do not start Nathan Peterman. Oh, by the do way, not.
1: by the way, they're going on the road to face the Chargers in LA. Like yeah, it's not an easy across, matchup. Yeah, like, no,
0: good luck. Like good luck Peterman. Seriously, good I mean, luck like with the, those I, two pass rushers coming through the middle. I know uh, when I, you, good when, luck.
1: when you look on paper it's the 3 and 6 Chargers, but like Joey We're, Bosa and Ingram are going to kill him. This is I don't get. He might this.
0: not make it through the game.
1: Tyrod may be back in. He may have to. May, Seriously, uh, Tyrod may might back be back
0: in. in the game. I mean, I just this is why teams, this is why organizations have bad reputations. Decisions like what happened today are why the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills. Seriously, this is why teams have bad reputation. Cleveland gonna Cleveland. Buffalo gonna Buffalo. But let's get on to waiver Wire Wednesday before we go off on a complete tangent. Either way, Tyrod not playing. Biggest news of the day.
1: And Nate Peterman's not a part of waiver Wire Wednesday. Here's no, absolutely not. Here's a little hot not. take for you. Keep I got, that away. I got six guys for you, Paige. Alright, All right.
0: Go, go with your first guy here.
1: Case Keenum, who today was officially oh named the starter for Minnesota, has got a pretty favorable matchup going up against the LA Rams. Because I think the LA Rams defense is not uh, that big, bad, feared defense that we've expected it to. Keenum's been lights out the last couple of weeks through four touchdowns in a game last week. I really like him. If you're in a bind uh, like like yours truly is, I think Case Keenum is a, is a wonderful quarterback option for this week, so I like him a ton.
0: Hey, this is this is your option right here. You got Tyrod Taylor, go pick up Case Keenum.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's your option. My second guy is also a quarterback, so I'll hit him here as well. And, and, Paige, I know we're talking about Case Keenum, and that surprises you. Are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Blake Bortles. That's it. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm are buying, we sure? I'm buying in on the Blake Bortles. Are He's we sure? playing the Cleveland Browns Okay, this we
0: week. like matchups. And we that's, like matchups. That's what we're
1: talking about on a waiver wire Wednesday.
0: Yep, love Blake the matchup. Blake Bortles, up.
1: a great matchup against the 0-9 Browns. A lot of points can be scored. He may not be asked to do a whole lot, so he may be able to get out of there 200 yards, a touchdown or two, don't turn the ball over. He'll be happy taking 15, 16 fantasy points from Blake Bortles on oh, a yeah. week where maybe you have Tyrod Taylor, maybe you have an injury, maybe you have a bye, right? You can sneak Blake Bortles in there, just ask him for 15 points, and anything above that is gravy. So I like Blake Bortles a lot this week as well.
0: I like that one, Chris.
1: So I got two good ones so you far. You got you talked me you
0: talked me into that one, and I would say Blake the only specifically because of the they're matchup. They're a playoff
1: team, also. Let's yeah. just not forget Let's, that. Yeah,
0: Jacksonville's defense is elite. Okay, they're the only team I feel confident calling elite on a week to week basis defensively. Bortles is playing the best we've seen him in a while, and they've dumbed down the offense to be what it needs to be. They have an elite running back now. Okay. They have Leonard Fournette, who's going to be probably a superstar in this league going forward. He's been so far this year. And if he can play mistake-free football, he's playing an inferior team I mean, this is a good matchup for him.
1: So, then I have I have two running backs for you today. Okay, okay? bring it on. Number one is a uh, is a darling of ours, Samaj Perine. Oh, I'm bringing him on the love list him. this week. Because I looked at, at the ESPN add-drop percentages for the week. He was one of the most added running backs this week, but still was only owned in 16% of leagues. So, I think there's a great opportunity here to get some value with Samaj P Ryan, who's probably going to see a lot of the carries that Rob Kelly normally sees with Rob Kelly out for the next couple of weeks. Yep. So, I really like Samaj Perine, Ryan, and I'm pairing him this week with uh, – I'm gonna sound like a broken record, Rod Smith. I'm putting Rod Smith back on the list. I thought he had the best game out of any of the Dallas running backs last week. Alfred Morris got a lot of the carries, but Rod Smith was used both in the backfield. Running the ball and catching the ball, I think that workload increases over the course of the next couple of weeks, and I think at some point he becomes the every down back there in Dallas while Zeke is on the shelf.
0: Hopefully, these are the guys you're talking about, because if Ezekiel Elliott is out, you're hoping that you probably already had to do this, but go out and get Rod Smith or Samadre Piran, and if those two guys are available, these are two guys that... I would give the slight edge to P Ryan as would I over uh, Rod Smith just because of the overall offense and the 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 fact that they have Chris Thompson in Washington gives them the ability to have him set up as kind of the pass catching back and and P Ryan to be the third down run the football strong kind of Rob Kelly type of guy. So I really like P Ryan. I know that you and I talked about him earlier and picked him up in one of our leagues. So. Uh, yeah, practice what you preach. We definitely picked him up, and hopefully he takes us to the promised land.
1: So I got, now to finish up my my waiver wire Wednesdays, I got two wide receivers for you here. The first one is a favorite target of Blake Bortles, Marquise Lee. And uh, the reason why he makes this list is he started the season, I think his first six or seven games, he did not have a performance over 15 fantasy points. His last two performances, he's gone over 15, 19 point something in one, and then I think he had over 21 in another. He's had back to back really good games. He's become one of the top targets in this Jacksonville offense. And if we like the matchup for Blake Bortles, it means we like the matchup for Marquise Lee, and he's available in a high percentage of leagues. So I like him a ton this week as well. And then I'm taking a risk with this last one, Paige. I'm going out on a limb. I know he's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, so this is not a pickup for this week. But he was dropped a lot after his injury. I'm picking up Corey Coleman because this Cleveland Browns offense... Oh, you love
0: yourself some Corey Coleman. They
1: need a number one wide receiver... I, I don't know if they're getting Josh Gordon back anytime soon. I'm one of the people that has Josh Gordon and is holding on to him here. Hopefully that he plays well. But if you need a wide receiver for maybe beyond the season, maybe a little bit of a playoff push, I like Corey Coleman. I think he's going to very quickly reestablish himself. Again, not this week against that elite Jacksonville secondary. This is a play for beyond, but sometimes you got to make these moves a week or two in advance, and I think Corey Coleman makes that list.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think Corey Coleman has the upside. He's a huge play. You could get him and probably put him in a flex position and, and have some serious upside on that one. Chris, anything else you want to hit before we end the podcast?
1: Um, no, that's basically it. Um, those are my six for this week in terms of waiver wires, and the bills are stupid.
0: Yeah, the bills are stupid. Tomorrow, t- we're recording this podcast on Wednesday, November 15th. Tomorrow, November 16th, 2.30 Mountain Standard Time. You can watch our live fantasy football show on fanregsports.com, on live stream. You can check it out on Periscope. If you follow me on Twitter at the underscore sports page, if you want to hear all of Chris's takes, including his WWE hot takes, you can follow him at Chris R. Schubert. And uh, like I said, you can follow me at the underscore sports page and you should subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the keepers search for it, hit subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, say nice things, really. Please,
1: nice things? Yeah, We're nice, trying to feed our families here?
0: Yeah, nice things would be nice. Uh, but for Chris R. Schubert, I'm Paige Demacos. This has been the Keepers Fantasy Football Podcast.